listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Hey, this is the Kale Clark Show. Welcome to Tuesday. It is the 6th of February, 2024, and I'm so happy that you're with me. As you know, this is our pledge drive. That's why we have different music, and it's kind of funky music. I'm kind of liking it, kind of digging it. Not going to change my theme song, don't get me wrong, but that just lets you know. It's kind of a cue that things are a little bit different this week, but don't worry. We've still got the same great content that you've come to expect every day from us here at Relevant Radio. But as we kick off the Kale Clark Show today... Want to give out the phone number first of all, 888-914-9149. That's the listener line sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. And I have a funny feeling that you're going to want to call in today because we've got lots to talk about. First of all, it's Super Tuesday, Super Bowl week. This has nothing to do with politics, so you can rest easy. We're not going to do that today. Uh, But I do want to talk about a charged situation the whole relationship between the NFL and gambling, is this a potential danger for society, for even the integrity of the sport? It's really taken uh, the four as we get into Super Bowl week in Las Vegas, uh, no less. We're also going to talk about sacred tradition. What are traditions of God and what are traditions of human beings? And are Catholic traditions in that latter category? They mirror traditions of men, quote unquote. We'll deal with that. Uh, Spoiler alert, they're not, but we'll tell you why. Plus, much, much more. Really heartwarming story about a young man taking care of his grandmother who is 97 years old. It's unreal. And it really, really does reflect what Jesus says in the gospel about caring for one's relatives. We'll talk about all of that and much more on The Kale Clark Show, 888-914-9149. Follow me on the X app at Kale Clark, C-A-L-E, Clark with an E. And, of course, you can email the program. Questions and comments are always welcome. Kale, C-A-L-E, at RelevantRadio.com. But we're going to kick off this hour, as we always do during our Pledge Drive weeks, asking for our ladies' intercession. Not only that we might reach our target, we have to raise $3 million this week to keep Relevant Radio on the air. But also we want to pray for an end to abortion in the United States and all around the world. So let's pray together. The Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was ever left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, our Mother. To you do we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So again, call in. Just a regular show in that regard. 888 Don't be shy. I do want to talk about this idea of sacred tradition off the top. We, we get a lot of heat sometimes in the Catholic Church from non-Catholics, um, Christians, uh, from other backgrounds. And, and they're very sincere about this. They're trying to help us. When they say, don't you Catholics follow what Jesus condemned as mere human tradition? Well, today's gospel really has a lot to do with that. And this is from uh, Mark chapter 7. And this is what it says here. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact, All Jews do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purifications of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. And by the way, that last little bit that I just told, that's something that Mark added in because most of his readers, and he wrote to Rome, uh, he kind of hung out a lot with Peter. He's essentially Peter's scribe. And so he's writing to people that don't come from necessarily a Jewish background, or there there were some, uh, I guess you could say, Messianic Catholics in the congregation in Rome, but a lot of them were Gentiles, and they just didn't know what what these traditions were all about. So he always adds in these explanatory notes. All right, back to the text here. So the Pharisees and scribes question him, that's Jesus, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written. 
This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, If someone says to father or mother, Any support you might have had for me is korban, meaning dedicated to God. A little note from Mark there again. You allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many such things. Okay, so Jesus was not happy about this, to say the least. And when you think about tradition, we think about very often Tevier, uh, played by Topol, Fiddler on the Roof, tradition, tradition. That's not the kind of tradition we're talking about here. Are there traditions of God as opposed to mere human traditions? And Jesus is not really happy about these human traditions. And again, like I said off the top, sometimes we Catholics um, get accused of upholding merely human traditions in our faith and in our praxis. Is that really the case, though? Is that really the case? We're going to unpack this a little bit for you uh, right now on the Cale Clark Show. But but first of all, here, here's a here's a little... Um, a little word about what, what this Corban situation is all about, because a lot of people uh, don't know much about that. I want to fill in the blanks for you just, just a little bit more on this. First of all, Jesus often gets into disputes in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, with the Pharisees. And we tend to think the, 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 they're often sort of presented as as the foils for Jesus, as enemies of Jesus um, not all the Pharisees were bad. Uh, don't forget, it was the Sadducees that had him crucified. That's why they're so sad, you see. Uh, they don't believe in the afterlife, by the way, the Sadducees. They don't believe in angels. They don't believe in demons either. They don't believe in heaven or hell. They just think when you die, that's it. Kind of like a lot of modern people today. They're kind of nihilists in that sense. But the Pharisees believed in all that stuff, as did Jesus. They were very, very close. And so the the Sadducees were in control of the high priesthood. They're the ones, the high priest was a Sadducee, Caiaphas, Joseph Caiaphas, who collaborated with Pontius Pilate to have Jesus crucified. So ultimately, they're the ones that handed Jesus over to death. So when Jesus is disputing with the Pharisees, it's a lot like a family squabble. It's a lot like a fight between brothers because they believed a lot of the same stuff, but had very different ways of, of, of going about... Uh, Trying to, trying to teach people the right way. Jesus has his take. They have theirs. But don't forget, the greatest apostle that Jesus ever had, St. Paul, was once Saul, the Pharisee, a trained rabbi. Anyways, so they're not all bad. Um, they have good intentions sometimes, but they're, but they're going about things the wrong way. But in this particular passage in Mark chapter 7, something has really ticked Jesus off about these guys. It's kind of a running argument, I think, because Jesus responds in a really scathing manner to what seems like an innocent question about washing of one's hands. This is the, the really, it's in the background here is this bigger issue of, of purity. And, and sometimes the, the, the tradition that, that is built up around the law can contradict the actual written law of God. And so Jesus uses the example of Korban, the Korban tradition, so what, what this was all about was that in, in order to keep the temple, keep the upkeep on the temple, the, there was a provisio, if you will, that you could donate large sums of money over to God through the priests, through the temple establishment, upkeep of the temple, all that sort of stuff. And in return, you'd get an annuity. You'd get a financial annuity. It, it was actually kind of a like if you're looking purely from a financial perspective, it's actually a pretty good deal because it would protect you against any possible future financial reversals. You donate your, your inheritance or whatever, you donate a large sum of money to the temple and you get back this annuity. It's going to pay out a certain amount of money every year for the rest of your life. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. When your parents or other people who are depending on you need something from you, you don't have it. 
you don't have it. it it's it's gone. And this is korban, this idea that um, it, it's been offered to to God. It's been offered to the temple. And that's why Jesus says, how well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. Moses said, honor your father and your mother. Whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, if someone says to father or mother, any support for me you might have had is korban, dedicated to God. You allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you've handed on. You do many such things. So Jesus is absolutely livid. He says you must care for your parents. He's deeply concerned about the vulnerable in his teaching, his public ministry. He's so concerned about widows, orphans. The aged would also fall into that category. And Jesus' relative James says religion that's pure and undefiled is this, to care for widows and orphans in their distress and to keep yourself from being polluted by the world. That's James one twenty seven. So that, that's a, a, in the Jesus tradition. That, that's another great example of this. So trying to set aside the fourth commandment to honor your father and mother, which is, according to many of the saints, like St. Jose Maria Escrivá, the founder of Opus Dei, he called it the sweetest precept of the Decalogue. Well, this is, this is something that ought not to be done. Hey, I dedicated it to God, Dad. I, I got no money to help you in your old age. It's all given to God. You can't blame me. It's for a holy purpose. Jesus will have none of it. So when, when we come back, we're going to talk about a, a real-life example of this, not with a parent, but actually with a grandparent that's really touched the hearts of millions around the world. But first, here's a word from Father Rocky, our CEO at Relevant Radio. Hi, Father Rocky here. Winter Pledge Drive is underway, and we've got matching funds this hour so your gift gets doubled. Please help us with our operating costs by making a tax-deductible donation at RelevantRadio.com or on the app or by calling 877-291-0123. We have a special gift for you. If you can give it the $50 a month level, it's an ornate walnut wall crucifix. This wall crucifix has a solid brass inlay and a gold-finished corpus on it. It also comes in a gift box, just in case you'd like to give it to someone special. This pledge drive, we ask you to imitate our Lord by giving from the heart, just as he did for all of us. Give it the $50 a month level for the beautiful wall crucifix at RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or give us a call at 877-291-0123. Your gift this hour is matched dollar for dollar. Please give from the heart to Relevant Radio. Tim Ray here joining the Kale Clark Show for just a moment to ask you to give from the heart and support the work we're doing here at Relevant Radio. If you can give today, the easiest way to give is online at relevantradio.com or if you love our app, I know I do. I don't know about you. We just relaunched it. We have our wonderful new improved app. You can pray with us. You can listen to the content, share it with a friend, find those prayers that you know and love and others that you'd like to discover. And you can tap there and donate now as well. We need $28,500 still to go this hour, and we've got about 45 minutes to go. So, Kale, I'm hopeful. I think that's easy, and I do want to give a shout-out. We've had a couple of very mm. generous gifts come through in the last few minutes. Jeffrey in Marathon, Wisconsin, just gave $2,750 wow. to the Kale Clark Show and Relevant Radio. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. Also, Lawrence in Chicago just gave sixteen fifty, and he's a new donor to Relevant Radio. One thousand six hundred fifty. You double that. Mm, I was sick the day they taught math at school, but I think that's thirty three hundred, if my calculations are correct. Because your gift is doubled during these next few minutes because of our partnership challenge. So thank you so much, you guys. Really, really appreciate you, all of you guys, who are stepping up to the plate. And really, don't forget that there's only a couple more days you have left to support this program. If you want the Kale Clark Show to stay on the air and I hope I get to stay on the air. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they're always watching the numbers here. We're a very data-driven company at Relevant Radio, and we want to give the people what they need, what they're looking for. And so really when people donate to to all these programs, whether it's this show, Trending with Timory, no matter what it is, it's really your vote of confidence for that particular show. You're saying, yeah, I want more of this. I want it to stay on the air. So if you want to support what we bring to the table here on the K.O. Clark Show, Faith, Facts, and Fun, this is how to do it. 
Call 877-291-0123, 877-291-0123. Friendly operators are standing by, as they say. But it's even faster to go on to the Relevant Radio app and relevantradio.com. You can give securely and easily there. And also check out those Pledge Drive premiums. You heard Father talk about that wall cross and that crucifix. And you can get that if you come in at the $50 a month level. 877-291-0123 or the Relevant Radio app, Timory. Relevant Radio app. Again, that number one more time is 877-291-0123. And a big thank you to John, who just gave $1,000 from Oceanside, California. God bless you, John. You can join John and have your gift doubled. Just donate now at relevantradio.com. This is The Kale Clark Show giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life. Hey, welcome back to the program. It's the Kale Clark Show. If you want to call in and comment on any of the stuff we've been talking about, uh, you can call into our listener line right now, 888-914-9149. It's, it's, it can be a bit confusing during pledge drive weeks because we also have, of course, a different number where you can make your donation and it can be doubled today. Double your impact for the kingdom, and that's 877-291-0123. But our listener line, again, is 888-914-9149. And we talked about uh, in, in the first segment about how Jesus was livid at people breaking the commandment to honor one's father or mother by simply donating all of their largesse to the temple. They get an annuity in return. They don't. They can kind of sit back and enjoy the sunshine, sip a pina colada, not worry about their finances. But the problem is their aging parents uh, don't have anyone to take care of them. And certainly during these last couple of years, and one thing that was highlighted more and more during uh, everything that was going on with COVID uh, were, the, were the plights of the aged in, in homes for the elderly, where very often they weren't getting the care uh, that they needed. And so many died in those homes, and so many were unable to be visited by their relatives or loved ones. Well, one thing that's really touched the heart of people all around the world is the story of Chris Punsalan. And Chris Punsalan is a young Catholic man. He's only 29 years old, but he was, he was caring for his grandmother from the time he was 22 uh, up until just a few months ago when she passed away at the age of 97. Unbelievable. She was born in 1926. Can you believe that? Uh, his YouTube videos, his TikTok videos, uh, showing him caring for his grandmother. He was her primary caregiver, really went viral around the globe. And so the the love and, and dependence that they had uh, for each other is just, uh, is just so touching. And I actually want to share with you a little clip from Chris Punsalan's YouTube channel, a little interaction here with his grandmother. Check this out. Grandma does not know that she's famous on the internet. I've tried several times to explain to her that she is, but to get her to understand, we'd first have to explain what the concept of the internet is and how do you even do that. So I just like to tell her that she has many, many, many grandchildren that love and adore her. We get fan mail all the time, which I'm very appreciative of. This is only like 5% of all the letters. We have a stash over there, but I like to have grandma read the letters and I tell her that they're just from her grandchildren, and she loves hearing that. Uh, kind of other grandchildren, if you will, that uh, his grandmother had. And recently, Chris Punsalan shared a message on his Instagram page that many of his followers were pretty touched to hear, but also quite saddened by. Uh, he wrote this, quote, My heart is broken. Grandma fought so hard and lived such a fruitful life. I'm relieved that she can finally rest and she's in better hands than we ever could have provided. I love you forever, Grandma. And then he followed this with a quote from Jesus in the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. So that's a, a beautiful tribute that Chris Punzlan had for his grandmother. And, and, and the posts that, that, he would, that he would put up about taking care of her were such a great insight in, into 
what it's like to care for someone who is elderly, for a loved one uh, who needs help. And I'm wondering if any of you out there have, have gone through that experience. How did it strengthen your faith? How did it impact you as a Catholic? 888 You know, we live in a culture that tends to want to hide the elderly away in homes. And, and sometimes, let's face it, not, not everyone is equipped to be able to do what Chris Poonsalon did uh, for various reasons. And sometimes it's it's for medical reasons. Sometimes it's for other reasons. Uh, people aren't simply not able to care for their loved ones at home, and uh, sometimes it's necessary to have that that extra help. And like I said, these institutions vary greatly in the amount of care, the standard of care that they can provide. And and now, especially with the growing specter of euthanasia in the culture, um, uh, it, it, and not not only euthanasia, but but also just assisted suicide. Uh, in Canada, where I live, about 16,000 people have ended their lives uh, through euthanasia voluntarily uh, this year. And it's being pushed and pushed on the elderly, on the aged. This is why I'm so grateful that St. John Paul II was a very, very upfront and public uh, during his illness. He, he didn't hide from the world. He wanted people to see him, even when he was struggling, degenerating, um, he still had his human dignity, as all persons do, of course, created in the image of God. But some people might think, this is too much of a burden for me to handle. Uh, Chris Poonsalon, uh showed to millions of followers on social media the joys that he had. And, and there's a great article about this uh, up on Alatea's website, and uh, I'm going to ask Producer Jim to put a link to it in the show notes for this program. Millions of followers followed their, their daily adventures together, and really the joy that comes from putting others first. That's uh, something we talked about today on the Faith Explained program. This is how you spell joy. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. I know it's cheesy. I know it's kind of a cheesy preacher's line. But it's true. God has to come first. And love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. You do have to love yourself as well. So that's that's the why part. But in the middle, there's that letter O, enjoy. And that's others. Putting others before yourself does help to bring about joy. By the way, there's a, there's a neat little uh, website that uh, Chris Poonsalon uh, put up called Choose Day. Uh, they come from a Filipino background, and his grandma couldn't, couldn't really say the word Tuesday without an accent. She called it Choose Day. Uh, so there's a Tuesday.com website that offers up uh, various memorabilia relating to his grandmother. And uh, as you can check that out. So I wonder how you guys uh, are reacting to this. 888-914-9149. Give us a call. Talk, talk to me about your experiences of how beautiful it is uh, to have the elderly in our lives. And maybe your experiences with caregiving. 888-914-9149. We will be right back after this really, really short break. And we're going to have Timory join me in just a moment right here on the K.O. Clark Show. Lots of great stuff coming up on the other side of the break, so please stay with us. But don't forget, we need your help this week. It's our Pledge Drive Week. We want you to give from the heart. So let's do it together right now on the K.O. Clark Show. Here on the Kale Clark Show, we have asked you to step forward and support the work of Relevant Radio. We need to be able to just cover our basic operating expenses over these next few months, and you are responding. We need about 27000 almost 26000 to go here. If we could get about $200, $200 donation, we would be able to reach that 26000 level in the next uh, couple minutes here so that we will only need about a thousand and a minute over the next uh, half hour. So again, no doing problem. the math, we need a thousand a minute if we get that $200. So we can make it. And the great news is that every gift that's given Kale is doubled. And in fact, Martine in Virginia Beach just donated for the first time, giving a hundred dollars along with Paula, who also just gave for the first time from West Palm Beach, Florida. Places with the beaches in it, they seem to be pretty happy and giving here to Relevant Radio. Maybe it's the weather helping. 
Hey, li- life's a beach. Absolutely. And uh, if you're really enjoying uh, the waves of great content that keep crashing in every day on Relevant Radio, why don't you call us right now? 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. Of course, uh, this month, we know right in the middle of it is Valentine's Day. And of course, for us, it's Ash Wednesday. And during Lent, we're going to celebrate the love of Christ for us, how he gave his life. He gave everything. And so what we want to do, of course, during Lent is we want to focus on on three things. We want to focus a little bit more on prayer. We want to focus a little bit more on almsgiving as well and penance too. Uh, so maybe your penance can be your almsgiving. And you could say, look, I want to make a donation to Relevant Radio and I want to do it right now. I don't want to put it off. And if your heart starts to thump, it's time to jump and go to the phones, 877-291-0123 or the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. I sure hope that I can be with you on the air for many, many years to come. But we got to make that possible by keeping us going here. Uh, we have a need. We've got to get to $3 million by the end of the week. And our listeners always come through. So please give from the heart, 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app and relevantradio.com. Give securely online. What's going on with phones and who's giving right now, Timory? Maureen just gave $50 online, so she's receiving that special talk. If you only give online, you'll receive that special talk from Father Matthew Spencer. We also had Robert just gave $100 from Illinois. And Neand from Reading just gave $21. And an anonymous donor in La Crescenta, California gave $10. So whatever you can give, please, relevantradio.com or give us a call to donate, 877 877- Two nine one zero one two three, or even easier, relevantradio.com, and we have thank you gifts to you. Thank you for supporting us here. Listener supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Hey, welcome back to the Kale Clark Show on this Tuesday. It's the 6th of February. We've been talking about sacred scripture, sacred tradition. We've also been talking about the need to fulfill the fourth commandment to take care of one's parents, even grandparents. We talked about the beautiful story of Chris Punsalan, a young man from the Philippines, taking care of his 97-year-old grandmother who recently passed away. He did that for seven years and had a video diary of sorts all about it, touched the hearts of millions. Well, I do want to talk about this idea of sacred tradition because Jesus said in today's gospel, in reference to people breaking the fourth commandment, not uh, taking care of their parents. He said, look, you you have obeyed the traditions of men. So a lot of people want to say to us in the Catholic Church that a lot of your teachings, a lot of what you call sacred tradition as Catholics, is nothing more than the traditions of men. Well, here's what the Catholic Catechism has to say. This is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, especially paragraphs. You can read paragraphs 131, 133, 81, 82, 85, 86. If you didn't catch all that, don't worry. Just download the podcast of this show later on the Relevant Radio app, and you can write down those numbers. But here's a little quote. The church to whom the transmission and interpretation of revelation, and that's not the book of Revelation, although it's part of it, it's all of divine revelation, The church to whom the transmission and interpretation of Revelation is entrusted does not derive her certainty about all revealed truths from the Holy Scriptures alone. Both Scripture and tradition, that's tradition with a capital T, by the way, sacred tradition, must be accepted and honored with equal sentiments of devotion and reverence. The task of interpretation has been entrusted to the bishops in communion with the successor of Peter, the Bishop of Rome. Yet, this magisterium is not superior to the Word of God, but is its servant. It teaches only what has been handed on to it. So, essentially what what the Catechism is saying there is that God gives us His Word. God gives us His revelation. And that Word of God comes to us in two ways. Well, originally, it actually all came through oral tradition, through the word of mouth that was preached. And and by the way, the church was going for decades, literally, before any of the New Testament was written. How, How on earth were people being catechized? How were they being taught the faith? Well, it was through sacred tradition. So in other words, it was all sacred tradition. It was all the word of God passed on by word of mouth. Some of that got written down, became the Gospels, the accounts of the life of Jesus, the other New Testament letters that Paul and others wrote 
the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse. So we have the Word of God now written down. We also still have the sacred tradition, which was also expected to be known by believers. And then we have a third thing that we need to know about, the magisterium. And that word I, I just quoted in the Catechism, you might be scratching your head, what does that mean? The magisterium is the teaching office of the church to officially interpret the Word of God. In magisterium, that word comes from the Latin word magister for teacher. So really, it's like a three-legged stool. One leg is sacred tradition, one leg is sacred scripture, and the other leg is the magisterium to interpret both. And you can, you can kind of rest on that and, and, and trust that it will hold you up. And don't forget that St. Paul mentioned this, this need to know both sacred tr- tradition and sacred scripture. This is what he wrote to the Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. Therefore, brothers, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught, either by an oral statement or by a letter of ours. So some of the stuff you need to know, I've written them down in my letters, which and he doesn't know as he's writing these letters to various churches, the church at Rome. We're looking at his letter to the Romans on the faith explained this week. Um, he doesn't realize he's writing what will be eventually known as sacred scripture, uh, the word of God in the New Testament. He's, he's putting out fires. He's, um, he's trying to deal with situations. Yeah, giving some catechesis as well. But there's a lot of other stuff that he expected them to know through sacred tradition. Very, very important to you uh, to know this. Here's what a, a convert to Catholicism, and he's written a really, really good book on this, which I highly recommend, called Born Fundamentalist, Born Again Catholic. His name is David Curry. I just want to give a little quote from him. He says, the fact that there was a tremendous amount of Jesus' life and teaching that was never written down cannot be denied. And what he's referencing there, by the way, is what it says in John chapter 20, verse 30. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. And then in the next chapter, John 21, John says, there are also many other things that Jesus did, but if these were to be described individually, I do not think the whole world would contain the books that would be written. So back to David Curry, he says, simply because something was not chosen for inclusion in a book does not mean it was no longer true or that it wasn't actively taught by the apostles in the first century. In fact, in the case of the epistles, the letters, the reverse would seem to be more plausible. Many of the most common and well-known practices and teachings of the early church would be the least likely to be included in any of the writings of the early church for the simple reason that they'd be the least likely to be misunderstood or called into question, and thus require a written reinforcement or correction. This has been called the occasional nature of the New Testament. End of quote. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, He is writing, of course, to put out fires, St. Paul to deal with certain situations, but he's writing to people who are already in the church, who are already baptized believers of Jesus Christ. Yeah, can unbelievers read these letters? Sure, there might have been uh, ways for them ways for them to access, but primarily these documents in the New Testament are written to people who are already Christians. So, these are traditions of God. There are sacred traditions of God. That's the word of God passed on by word of mouth. That is not a tradition of men. It's not of human origin. It's part of God's revelation for us. So, this is really really important for us to know. There's a huge difference there. This is something that the um, the early church fathers knew very, very well. Let me just uh, read uh, one quote from a great, great church father, St. Irenaeus, in his master work against the heresies. He says this, What if the apostles had not, in fact, left writings to us? Would it not be necessary to follow the order of tradition, which was handed down to those to whom they entrusted the churches? That's a great question. I mean, if we didn't have any of St. Paul's letters, we would still know what the faith is because it was passed down, it was taught before it was ever written down in the documents of the New Testament. St. Paul's earliest letter, the earliest document in the New Testament is his first letter to the Thessalonians, which probably dates from around 50 AD. Now, if you think about it, the resurrection happened at AD 33 or thereabouts, 30 or 33. So we're looking at about 20 years before we ever have a document of the New Testament. And yet the faith was spreading, people were being taught. And they were taught by sacred tradition, some of which got written down. 
and it was interpreted properly by the magisterium, the teaching office of the church, Old and New Testaments. Let's look at a great example. Just I'll close with this from the Acts of the Apostles, the great case of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Philip runs up to this guy's chariot, you know, it'd be the equivalent of a limo these days, and he hears him reading Isaiah the prophet, and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian eunuch says, well, and he's kind of the finance minister of Ethiopia for Queen Candace. He says, well, how can I understand what I'm reading unless someone instructs me, unless someone teaches me? So he says, get in. So Philip hops in, sits with him, and spends the rest of the journey interpreting the scriptures. In other words, Philip is representing the church, the magisterium, the teaching office, who can give us the authentic interpretation of those scriptures. Really, really important. There's so much that I could say, but we are out of time. (laughs) we got to take a quick break right now. Here's a miracle moment right here from Relevant Radio. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. This is an update, Paul. You helped me a couple of years ago in so many ways. My life was dealing with, at that time, a lot of things, including having lost my religion, lost three marriages, and then turned to same-sex relationship. And I didn't want to lose my salvation. I'm living a, trying to, trying with Lord's help and others to live a life of celibacy and chastity. Beautiful. I assume that you listen to Relevant Radio from time to time? A lot. Every other day I've donated. I can't tell you how much because I feel that need to pay it forward. Touch a heart and change a soul by donating to Relevant Radio today. Okay, the news is in. We need $26,000 in the next, let's see, 18 minutes here. I know we can do it. I'm going to ask Kale and I'm going to ask for something big. I'm going to ask for someone to step forward who can help bump us there a little bit more and Maybe give $10,000 right now. You've been waiting. You've been listening to Pledge Week. And you're still listening. And you hear we have a need. We need, at the end of this week, we need to raise $3 million. And we haven't even crossed the $1 million mark. So if you can do something to help us out, our goal for this next 17 minutes is 26000 and $10,000 could make a world of difference. And here's what's incredible. We had news the beginning of the hour, Kale, that few people have stepped forward and they said, if someone else gives, I will give and match that same amount. So every gift you give is matched today. Yeah. So that $10,000, there's someone out there who has the the means that God has blessed you with to to give that amount or maybe even more. And and, and Timory, I I am super uncomfortable as many people are talking about money. Uh, I don't like talking about it, but, but we we need to do this. And really this is in in many ways a, a question of our discipleship. Is Jesus Lord of all? Because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And for a lot of us, is he the Lord of our pocketbooks? Do we really entrust him with our finances? Are we able to give to God? And he doesn't need our our cash. He's going to get his will done in the world, whether we're part of it or not. But he invites us to participate. And as St. Paul says in the New Testament, God loves a cheerful giver. So if there's somebody out there who, who maybe has been blessed in a special way and wants to pass that on so that we can reach more and more souls, so we can have more miracle moments like you just heard on Relevant Radio, why don't you pick up the phone right now, 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. You can also go to relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. And, and Timory, we just got a, an anonymous donation from yes. a new market for us in Cincinnati, Ohio, listening on WKRP. No, I'm only, I'm only kidding, not on WKRP. Timory, you're probably too young to remember WKRP in Cincinnati, but they're listening on Relevant Radio in Cincinnati. Look it up later, Google it. And they gave $100. That becomes $200 for us. Thank you so much. And it's not necessarily the amount. Some people can't afford to give a large amount. That's okay. What God is looking for is the sacrifice, is the, is the sacrificial gift. And you got to feel the pinch a little bit, as Mother Teresa said. 877-291-0123. You can't outgive God. Relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Give from the heart, Timory. 
Someone just gave $600 anonymously in Milpitas, California. Thank you. That means we need $25,500. I'm waiting for that $10,000 gift. You can give now, relevantradio.com, or call 877-291-0123. This is The Kale Clark Show, giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life. Hey, welcome back to the program. Like I said off the top, it is Super Tuesday here on The Kale Clark Show. 888-914-9149 is the listener line to call in and talk to me for free. 888-914-9149. And as we get closer, and the reason why I say it's Super Tuesday has nothing to do with politics. It's Super Bowl week, and millions, if not, well, I don't know if it's ever cracked a billion around the world, but a lot of people are going to be watching the Super Bowl on Sunday night on CBS, and it's coming to you from Las Vegas. And, and the fact that this is even happening is pretty jarring. Think about this, the gambling capital of the world, and, and the fact that the NFL has has done sort of an about-face over the past few years and embraced sports books, embraced gambling it's creating a lot of mixed signals. There's an interesting piece up uh, in the New York Times by Jenny Vrentis, uh, who many of you know, a long, long time uh, sports writer for Sports Illustrated, uh, worked on the Monday morning quarterback with Peter King for many years, a great, great journalist. She has a really uh, insightful piece up about this very situation. And the Supreme Court, she mentions in 2018, struck down a federal law that had banned sports betting outside of Nevada. And that's that's one of the reasons why the NFL never wanted to put a team in Las Vegas because of its association with gambling, especially sports books. And that prohibition on betting on sports was once endorsed by the NFL's current commissioner, Roger Goodell. But since that time, since the Supreme Court struck down that law in 2018, the NFL has completely embraced the gambling industry. There are partnerships now that the league has that are worth nearly a billion dollars over the next five years with sports betting companies. And it even has a sports book operating inside one of its own stadiums. It has a team in Las Vegas, the Raiders. This is, this is an absolute, uh, this is a Copernican revolution, if you will. And there are a lot of contradictions, as Vrentis brings up in her article, that have kind of begged the question, is this hypocrisy? And it also has raised a lot of questions about the potential integrity of the game itself. The embedding of sports gambling, I'm going to quote her here. She says, quote, the embedding of sports gambling so quickly into the culture of the league has resulted in jarring contradictions. The NFL is pushing to popularize and benefit from sports betting while still guarding against the potential pitfalls that it long condemned. While the league donates money to, to promote responsible gambling, its broadcasts are peppered with advertisements for sports betting companies. The NFL is part of a growing apparatus that encourages casual fans to regularly place wagers on games, while at the same time punishing league employees, most notably the players, who might do the same. End of quote. So th- this is... um. This is, I think, in, in some ways, a, a troubling, troubling development. I can't help thinking about Eight Men Out, the famous movie about the Chicago White Sox uh, scandal of 1919. The World Series are known as the Black Sox because they threw the World Series, allegedly. Uh, did Shoeless Joe Jackson have any involvement in that? Say it ain't so, Joe. You know about that. I feel like we're, we're just sort of counting down the days, the weeks, the months until it can be proven that an NFL player who maybe was involved with with gambling, maybe had some debts, um, leverage was held against this player. At some point, someone might, it's possible, throw an NFL game or contribute to the results of an NFL game by maybe missing a tackle on purpose or something along those lines. Um, I, I think the danger is just, is just rife, and, and I, I don't know really what could prevent this from happening. So... Um, Mark Edelman, who was interviewed for the New York Times piece, he's a law professor, director of sports ethics at Baruch College in New York. He says that, quote, the league has moved into this area so quickly, fully considering the revenue-related benefits to engagement in sports gambling, but not necessarily thinking about everything that could go wrong, even if it makes complete sense to disallow employees from sports teams from betting on the games. 
There's undeniably a level of cognitive dissonance, he says, when NFL players and staff, they're, they're, I mean, you walk into any stadium, there are huge ads encouraging gambling. They're betting odds at the bottom of, the, of, your, of your telecast when you're watching an NFL broadcast. League employees, team employees, including the players, are, are doing their job. They're surrounded by all this stuff, yet they themselves are not allowed to take part. I don't know. I wonder what you guys think about this. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Now, now there are a lot of other sports that have uh, legal betting, of course, of course, attached to them. But the NFL is sort of this big cultural behemoth. Um, anything that the league does is magnified uh, to the nth degree. Think about Taylor Swift and and her attendance at NFL games. It's, it's national news every weekend. Uh, people are thinking she can even influence uh, the presidential election in 2024. So I wonder whether you think that this has become a problem, uh, legalized gambling in America. You know that Americans legally bet more than $115 billion on sports in 2023. That, that is staggering. I mean, that's far greater than the GDP of many countries, $115 billion. And the, the numbers just keep going up. 25 million more Americans bet on sports last year. And back in 2018, when this, when the uh, when the federal law was struck down, legal sports betting uh, will be uh, operational in 38 of the United States this year. I think it's probably a better investment to donate to Relevant Radio for our pledge drive. <laughs> you know that you're going to be able to impact eternity. It's a great investment because don't forget. Your gift is doubled during the rest of this hour, 877-291-0123. Go to the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. I couldn't resist throwing that in. This is an investment. This is an investment in souls. Uh, it's not gambling uh, your hard-earned cash away. As far as the Super Bowl that's coming up, according to the New York Times, $1.5 billion is going to be legally wagered on the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And that just just that one game, that one day, more that's more than one percent of all money bet legally on all sports last year, so it's 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 an outsized amount. Uh, obviously, for uh, an outside sporting event, the most watched sporting event in the world, maybe maybe not. I'd say the World Cup final of soccer is probably much more. But having said that, certainly among the uh, four major North American sports, um, the National Council on Problem on Problem Gambling uh, has said that they, they've done many surveys. That have that have noted the rising risk of gambling problems for adult Americans. Uh, it's been on on the increase every year since the federal ban on sports betting was overturned. And what we have here, according to uh, someone else who was quoted in the article, Dr. Mark Potenza, who's a psychiatrist uh, from the Yale Center of Excellence in Gambling Research, he said it's really a perfect storm. Um, the combination of advertisements loosening regulations, the accessibility of betting on, on smartphones, mobile apps, how much free time people are spending on sports. Young men are particularly vulnerable to this who, who are watching sports in that coveted demographic, 18 to 35. It's a perfect storm that can lead a lot of people to uh, to really develop a gambling problem. And it's, it, it's a danger. It can lead to a love of money, which is idolatrous. You really just need to love God. And that's what we try to do every day here on relevant radio i'm going to be joined by timory just for these next few minutes of the show it's crucial to relevant radio survival that you join us that you listen and consider giving right now from the heart 877-291-0123 okay the latest news is in we're working our way there people are supporting the kale clark program here on relevant radio we had a generous donor Step up in Wisconsin, uh, donating $600. Eugene just gave. Thank you, Eugene. Yes, so grateful. If you'd like to join Eugene, and by the way, the news this hour is that everything that you give is matched by other generous donors. In fact, in El Cajon, California, Thayra just gave $50. Thank you as well, Thayra and Cheryl and Bob and Robert, who all are stepping forward and saying, we want to support Relevant Radio. Let's keep you running over the next few months, and let's meet that need to continue the work we're doing here. I'm going to take a stab at this, uh, Timory. And maybe you're a bit shy to do this. You know where Eugene is from? He is from... (laughs) 
Oh, Conemawak, Wisconsin. I hope I got oh, that right, Eugene. I hope I got that right. You had time to practice. <laughs> it, well, the reason, why, the reason why I said that, too, is Oconomowoc, it sounds a lot like economy. And, and we, we think about the New Testament word oikonomia. I don't want to give a Bible lesson here. I'll save that for the faith explained. But this is the family law of God, the law of the household. And really, this is a family of faith. You and I here listening to Relevant Radio, being a part of it, whether we're behind the mic, whether we're listening all across America and all across the world, you are crucial to us reaching our goal. Give from the heart, 877-291-0123, RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app. You can give online, check out our Pledge Drive gifts. We want to give back to you. And don't forget that just for these next three minutes, your gift is doubled 100%. If you give 10000 it becomes 20000 If you give 500 it becomes 1000 There are so many donors that are calling in right now, and we're so thankful for all of you. Leonard in Northridge, Illinois, has come in at the $374 level. Carla in Marathon, Wisconsin, has given $20. That becomes $40. Everything has doubled, and no gift is too small. God sees the intent with which you give your heart, and he's going to reward you. You cannot outgive the Lord, and God loves a cheerful giver, as St. Paul says. 877-291-0123, RelevantRadio.com, and the Relevant Radio app, Timory. I'd like to see 10 more gifts in the next four minutes. I think we can get there. And actually, we just have one more. Art just gave in San Gabriel, California. Shout out to those who are listening in California. Thank you. So we need nine more in the next four minutes to support us. So if that's you, and maybe you say, oh, someone else will give. That's what we always say. Someone else will do it. At what point do we say, Lord, I'm here to serve your kingdom. And this is one of the many ways I can help build up the kingdom of God. This is one of the ways I can help evangelize. Starting small, whatever you can give. It might be $10. It might be that $10,000 gift that I'm still looking for. We have just a couple minutes to go. And Kayla, I'm really praying that our Lord inspires someone and puts it on their heart. That, you know, Relevant Radio, Kale Clark Program, this is a mission I want to be involved in and be proud that I'm helping to serve the Lord in this way. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're leaving it in God's hands, but God's going to use your hands to pick up the phone right now and call 877-291-0123 or tap the app, the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. I really want to thank Carmela in Texas who just gave $50 online. Thank you, Carmela. Anybody who gives online, we're going to send you a special gift from Father Matthew Spencer. A great talk on how you can live Lent better. Janet in Brooklyn coming through with a recurring gift of $240. Thank you, Janet. Daisy in California has given $20. Pamela in Illinois. Indiana, excuse me, $52. Edward in Minnesota, $100. That becomes $200. We've got a partnership challenge happening right now just for this next minute and a half. Timory, 877-291-0123 or tap the app. The time is going by quickly. I feel the urgency. It's an exciting week for us here at Relevant Radio because we all get to come together supporting one another and asking very uncomfortably for your support of the work we're doing. Uh, But we wouldn't be here if we didn't at some point say yes, setting aside things that hopes and dreams that we want to chase after and even monetary dreams as well to do the work here. Uh, We wouldn't we wouldn't have what's happening here at Relevant Radio. And so it's because of you and because of others here that we're able to do the work we do. Thank you for supporting us this hour. Kale, any news? Yeah, Noel. Noel, Noel, Noel in Redlands, California has given $100. Ooh, that becomes 200 Yep. And uh, I'll, hey, if, if you donate, I'll sing some more. I'll sing for my supper. And we want to keep Relevant Radio on the airwaves. 877-291-0123. RelevantRadio.com. The Relevant Radio app. Give securely online. Give from the heart and support us here at Relevant Radio.